nervous. Hey, welcome to Guys Without Capes. Mark, you're cute. <laughs> Mark, it's your cute. Hey. <laughs> it's Mark. I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. Hey, thanks for joining us again. Uh, it's Guys Without Capes. My name is Mark. I'm Tim. I'm Justin. Woo! And uh, we're in episode seven uh, of Smallville Rewatch called Craving. Um, hey, guys. Another week, another COVID-19. A billion other positive cases out there. Who's avoiding the Is it a billion? Uh, wow, is it a billion already? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of a lot of cases of COVID, and first phase is on its way. So, how are you guys doing? Good. It's a bright, bright and sunny today here in Calgary, which is wonderful. Uh, Pokemon Go Community Day happened. I caught eighteen shinies. Holy moly! Pretty pretty overkill. Um, But went to Princess Island Park today, Mark. It was like. It was pretty bumping, but not like, uh, a not people were complying with social distance, like a lot of picnic pods and such. So it was great. What's a, what's a community day? <laughs> I, I don't, what's Pokemon? Just you know, we're lucky you friends. Know. I, uh, I, uh, tr- I, I turned on the little Pokemon go app and, uh, I caught no shinies. <laughs> But uh, I'm working on, I think that Halloween, uh, <laughs> Halloween quest, that Halloween ju- uh, mission still, a spooky uh, message, 2018. Yeah, oh, 2019. two years ago, 2018 or 19. I'm still working on that one. I'm still trying to catch like 108 Pokemon. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, don't laugh, guys. It's a it's a hard one to you do. You are eight eight special missions behind. Yeah. So that's all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. The hundred and eight berries. Yeah, that's that hard, one. man. Yeah. So, been working on my Call of Duty in, instead. So nice. Nice. Uh, built the shed, you guys, this week. Oh, good yeah, for you. Yeah, Fiberglass. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a little plastic shed, about three by six. So I accomplished that. Uh, what do you do in there? Yeah. What's in uh, there? Well, it's going to be my new home when I'm in the doghouse. So <laughs> put in a small little cot. But uh, nice. yeah, and I got my little streaming set up there so I could watch all my Smallville in the little shed. So I'm good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Wi-Fi still reaches in there. Uh, Jim, you, man? Oh, it's good. It's good here. Uh, it, it's been rainy. Well, no, it's been like on and off talk about the weather first because that's what we usually do um and yeah i just started recently um zelda breath of the wild and ben watches with me oh nice and it's yeah no it's nice initially he was a little bit frightened with all like the spooky sounds (laughs) he's scared of spooky sounds (laughs) like why is it such a spooky sound daddy he actually said spooky sound yeah, it's like, ooh, that sounds a little spooky. <laughs> but he uses the word spooky? Spooky, yeah. Oh. It's spooky. Is that a ghost? I'm like, no, it's just uh, the, the the voice of the statue. 
was this that born in the seventies? Was that? Was he, was he born in the seventies? Yeah. Yes, he's like fifty years old now. <laughs> spooky. It was spooky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's nice. And uh, had pizza today. It was good. Hey, me too. Did you? What yeah. flaves? What flaves? Uh, Triple mush. No, uh, that's the classic triple mush. No, it was some frozen pizza from Costco, but uh, it was delish. It was sweet, delish, man. Mm. I love the za. I downed a whole medium pizza before this podcast. Oh, like 15 minutes before. <laughs> Do you have, is your lactose kicking up? Not yet. Okay. Oh, man. I know. I have it too. He had to uh, settle his craving, if you will. Oh, segue. Let's go right into it, folks. <laughs> Let's go right it's into it. Oh, it's me. <laughs> that would have been so smooth if I knew that it was yeah. my cue. Best part. That's what we start with after this week's intro or after the week's intro. And so I'm just going to start off on my best part. I like for this one, it just changed kind of the pace. Uh, when Amy Adams, uh, Jody, uh, I forget what her last name is. When her character Mel- Melville. comes on, Melville. Melville. Thank you. When Jody Melville comes onto the screen, I'm just like, um, I, I thought to myself, "Wow, this is a great character." And the first initial thought, uh, or sorry, the initial thought that I had was that I hope they don't kill this one off because I, I felt a connection to this character. Um, just because I like, I mean. Back in the day, I didn't know who Amy Adams was, but now I know who she is. Um, and it was cool to see her then, and I think she pulled it off. Um, it, this part, there was a little bit of a gray area. The freak of the week, in this case, didn't have to be completely bad. Um, and though she had her dark parts, um, you could tell that she was really fighting it. And I, I thought that, that was a that was a really cool part uh, in this episode. Did she really fight it? Uh no, because she sucked the fat. Well, no, she, she vengeful <laughs> sucking of fat from that the from the bro. Um, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess she could have gone. Well, no, she had a good dad. I don't know. We'll talk about we'll it. Talk about I think it. it'll it'll flesh itself out as we talk about this some more. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I liked this episode. I feel like every character kind of had their. Time to shine. That was the best part uh, for me. Uh, Lex kind of getting traction on the the meteor kind of work. Um, Chloe got recognized for her reporting um, by Lex, uh, and I believe that was the first time they've actually met on screen. From from what I understand, uh, Pete getting a date, standing up to bullies, um, and I put like that Lana's patient was really shown in this one um you know the clark standing her up again that was like her one request for him and he did it again and you know she still gave him a chance at the end um you know letting whitney kind of try out for that so i think it, it brought us some insight to some of more of these characters like strengths um and i'll probably talk about more later can you actually say that he stood her up when they're just friends. Like, maybe, like, if they're just friends, he would have, like, flaked out or sold her out 
but not necessarily. But she said to him explicitly, "Can like please come mm-hmm. this time, Clark." Like yeah, and she he said promised. that to him. Yeah, and he said, "I promise." Yeah, he promised, but just like going with the friends angle here. We're, mm. we're, they're still friends, man. They're just friends. Yeah, like, but your friend, your friend could like be dependable. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like so, when I ask you to pick me up from the airport, I I do hope that you arrive. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't stand you up. <laughs> well, no, I'm yeah. using that term, but that wasn't used in the show. Like Clark stood me up. Fair, fair. Uh, I have some underlying. That's why I'm yeah. pushing you. <laughs> it's coming out. It's yeah. coming out. Um, you know what? I liked this episode, but I didn't like it as good as Hourglass because uh, I didn't rate it as high as Hourglass. But uh, I really liked the dad in this episode, Mr. Melville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he uh, being a, a dad myself uh, to a daughter, uh, I, I thought like I was just really like proud of someone who was you know uh, supporting his daughter in any way possible. So I really like that. Uh, I felt like Clark really was the 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 secondary character to everybody else. Like Pete. My, my my boy Pete, he had like a, 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 an awesome role this uh, this episode. I thought Chloe and Lex had um some shining sh- some some shining parts here, um, but uh, yeah, like Clark was kind of in the background of everything else was going on, but uh, I did I did like the 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 characters. This seemed like a really different. Uh, episode compared to everybody uh, all the other episodes and I was trying to look at like um, I know we've been kind of uh, bashing the, the the writing but like the directors I think Philip Sigurici is this is his second episode I think he he directed episode two somebody could maybe like check on that but uh, yeah I just I, I found this episode to be a little different because the villain was not the well it was a freak of the week but not the kind of freak of the week we expected. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good, really lots of good parts in this episode for me. Yeah, he did He did metamorphosis. You were right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Shout out to Phillips Grichi. <laughs> <laughs> Two consonants? Uh, or this weird, weird last name. Um... Yeah, so of course uh, we will also talk about the worst parts. Um, you know, for me, like Mark, I I enjoyed actually uh, a lot of this episode. Um, you know, the the worst parts I saw are the weakest parts were just kind of jokey ones. Like everything Dustin was uh, pretty <laughs> annoying. Um, <laughs> totally like I don't know, was he like a surfer bro? Kind of it? Like did he have puka shell necklaces? A necklace or anything? <laughs> No, he had a chain. He had oh, was like it a, a chain? A gold chain. A gold like a chain. white gold chain. Or a he should have worn a puka shell necklace. Yeah. Oh, and then, um, like, I know it was, like, somewhat questioned Jody's miraculous, like, day after weight loss. Like, they did talk about it a little, but I feel like more people should have been like, huh, this is weird. But, uh, but no one did. No one, because she could have been on, like, a, you know, million dollar idea here if that was the case but yeah it's the whole like oh yeah that's fine we we don't need to question that right so 
Yeah, you know, that was a weak part. I would have rather have seen like to see because I think the way they introduce like skinnier, what was her name again? Not I, I just got a last uh, name. Jody. 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 Yeah. Uh, is like when the 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 mystery gang goes and sees her, but been kind of cool if she walked down the hallway and then the whole like school kind of saw her and was like. Whoa, is that Jody or who's that hot girl, right? And blah blah blah. And it could have been like soundtrack like Who's that lady? Who's that lady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? But uh I am not directing it. Mr. Scarici is, so um yeah, weak parts for me, uh Lana's birthday party. Like did I? I'm still like I watched it just recently again, and how did Lana get to use the Luther Mansion? Like I know N- Aunt Nell wanted to like use the mansion, but I thought that was like really weird to be hosting your birthday party at Lex's house. I think it was um, like a Lex hookup, no? Yeah, it was just weird. Just uh, I don't know, like kind of weird for me. Um. Uh, Lana pouting at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the weakest parts for me had to do with, like, Lana. She will like, never be on this podcast, like, ever. <laughs> hey, it's the character, not Kristen Kruick, okay? The character. True. Right? Okay, Just yes. pouting. Just pouting, right? And then, I don't know if you guys caught this, but, like, when Clark saves Jody and Pete... He gets home and Martha and Jonathan are on the phone and they're like, the police called. And I'm like, why are they calling the Kents? Like, unless Clark was somehow, you know, but anyways, I just thought it was kind of just these loophole things. And then Pete at the end, just like, oh, Clark's with Jody after the explosion at the greenhouse. And he has no questions besides, is she okay? (laughs) And then that's it. Like, there's just some, there's just, I think the theme for me in all of these Smallville episodes have been these little loopholes that, like, have no um, continuity. Um, But I did like where Lana talks about, where Jonathan ends up offering her a latte. And then she's like, sorry, no, like, too many waitressing nightmares, right? And I thought, oh, cool. At least they made some some continuity. Yeah, so I'm like, good on them. Keep that up, because, like... I don't know. I just I appreciate those kind of things. Yeah, um, I, I think that this segment should be called loopholes and worst things. Or <laughs> just nitpicking. Mark is the only one who finds the loopholes. Yeah, no, and, and I, so much. I I appreciate that too. Like uh, I, I think too with um, with thoughtful planning, and I I don't know to what extent Smallville was planned out. Like, was it master plan from the beginning? Um, or were they trying to write it, like build a plane in the air as it, uh, uh, while, while it's being fly, flown, flying? Flying. <laughs> flying. 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 Uh, so, so, yeah, no, I, um, I, I definitely see that. But uh, for, for this one, it was, uh, it was difficult for me to pinpoint, other than what's, what's already been said, for, for a weak point um, in this episode. I thought um, that... Other than uh, than Dustin being just like obviously, I don't know, it just seemed unbelievable the the amount of bullying um, that uh, that happened. 
in, in that first part. Um, but I'm, I'm just trying to remember, and I wrote this in my notes, that um, this was in the time before social media existed and like Snapchat and all that stuff. And so I think bullying might have been a little bit more explicit back in the day. Um, and it, it, I'm, I'm just trying to remember. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that was the weakest point. It was unbelievable to me because maybe of the age that we live in. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that was the weakest point. Dustin being, doing the, the, the bullying. I feel like everybody had a Dustin in their lives and either mm. Dustin was like your best friend or Dustin was your worst enemy. Yeah. It's like, if you, if you didn't have a Dustin in your life, that means you were Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, going off the heroics of this episode. I hate that word. I can't say it ever. Her- heroic. Hurrah. Heroic. 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 There's no R after. Heroics. Heroic. Heroics. Heroics. Anyway. I put down, well, he actually doesn't have a first name, but Jody's dad, Mr. Melville. Uh, I don't know, just super consistent. I don't know why it sticks with Well, yeah, I kind of alluded in the beginning, but it just sticks with me. Uh, Clark, his hero, heroics? Heroics. <laughs> um, I'm like, well, it's kind of like, you got to do it. You're, you're Superman. It's typical. Like, uh, so, and then maybe I just want to add like Pete. Like I had this uh, thing about, should Pete be a hero for liking a fat girl <laughs> like and then i'm like no but and i might be like digging myself a little hole here right it's kind of like but, I'm, I'm handing you a shovel mark yeah yeah Just, you know what? but you know what i'm gonna say it because yeah go for it you know like i think there the, this episode was like uh one of those do you remember Saved by the Bell where Jesse Spano takes all those caffeine pills? I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I knew I'm it. so scared. So right? scared. I remember watching <laughs> that episode and thinking like they're go- I think they do like some form of like don't do drugs message at the end. Yeah. And I felt like this episode was like you know, there's just too much body shaming and too much like like society pressuring us to be look a certain way and i felt like uh jody you know in high school it's already tough enough right and so like jody's dad being a single dad like really tried to do everything he could for his daughter and you know that's why i feel like clark and his story took a really back seat and so you know and like that's why I don't really I think it's like it just brought it up for me because I was bullied in high school a lot and um you know I I I I you know I in some ways I feel like I wish I kind of got that uh kind of support growing up so uh you know it's kind of a different episode for me you know so and uh it's good on like Pete and and even like I guess the trio to be very concerned for them like uh, for for Jody, like 
is kind of manic <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was just like, I would have just focused on one of those items and then moved on after finishing it. But she kind of went smorgasbord. Like, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, that's that's my hero piece. That's good. Um, my hero piece was... Uh, this this episode um, has uh, eating as kind of a, a main part of it, and just want to um, uh, as as the episode was going on, it reminded me of um, uh, of an interview that I was uh, watching uh, that Ryan Johnson was giving, and uh, uh, Ryan Johnson is the um, he's a director of uh, Knives Out. And he said that in one or throughout the movie, Chris Evans' character was eating these small, like I think they were Dutch butter cookies. And he said that there wasn't any replacement for them, and he had to eat these butter cookies. But the thing is that they're so rich, and so he just told um, he, he was telling the audience, people that were watching, that um, Chris Evans had to eat so many of those butter cookies that he felt sick. And it was, it, it, he described eating the butter cookies that like it would coat your mouth. And he's just like, it, whenever you see an eating scene inside of a film or a TV show, that character has to eat a lot of whatever it is. And so that just threw me to this episode where Amy Adams has to eat a lot. And I can't imagine after doing how many takes of whatever it is that, uh, whatever eating scene she's doing, um, that she probably had to eat a lot. So Amy Adams is the, the hero in my eyes, having to eat all that she did because I would, uh, yeah, I was just thinking of the production side of things. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to shoehorn that story in there. So Amy Adams, her, her acting. Her acting. Yes, it was. It was the young Amy Adams. Her, her eating prowess, her yes. stamina. Her stamina. Her I don't know if she swallowed everything. She may have just like cut and just, you know. They always, right. They always spit. They never swallow. <laughs> <laughs> like so, the food. It's like if you ate all the time. Yeah, yes, yeah. Cool. You got yes. It's that's like wine, wine tasting, right? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Shouldn't you shouldn't be drinking You always just spit wine. into the no. bucket. Yeah. You never swallow. Otherwise you're going to be drunk at the end of the at the end of the wine tour, right? Absolutely. Even though I've never had wine like like that before. <laughs> or on a tour. But you've swallowed before. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like the wine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's uh, get back on track. The only... <laughs> um, I'll do another shout out to uh, Chloe Sullivan, uh, Veronica Mars 2.0. Uh, always knowing what's going on. See, like, Chloe now is the marker for, like, okay, what is actually happening here? Oh, Chloe said it. Okay, yeah, that's what's happening. Um, Also, uh, you know, we've been talking about food. The shout-out to some food cameos. I first had Canadian food cameos, and then Mark quickly corrected me. 1358 (laughs) Church's Chicken Box in the car. I thought it was a, a Canadian, or at least a Vancouver institution. I was fed lies. Is there uh, church's is there? chicken in Calgary? No, no there's one in Edmonton. Oh, is there, Mark? Oxford Street in Edmonton. <laughs> You're such a liar. Honest, Are you man. for real? 
I did my church's chicken like Oh my gosh. I didn't like, know that. Next time I'm in Edmonton for this podcast, man. Um there's also a Tim Hortons box. I believe it's like an old no. school Tim Hortons box really? at 1830. It's a quick pan. It's it's the scene you talked about earlier when Jody was in the bathroom and her dad oh, was yeah. talking to her and she just binged on tons of things. And the thought of eating all that food in the bathroom grossed me out a little bit, but you know, I guess she she didn't know what she was doing at that point. It, it's sort of like, you know, eating uh your lunch in the girls' bathroom, <laughs> you know, because you're being bullied. <laughs> like you go into the girls' bathroom? No, no, like not me, but like equivalent for her, she just is hiding. Oh. Like I don't know. There's lots of I think in Mean Girls there was a yeah. scene where Lindsay Lohan was eating her. Didn't oh, yeah. she didn't she eat in the phone booth? Whatever a phone booth is? Or is that a different movie? I think that's a different movie. Does she in the bathroom? Superman changes in a telephone booth. I don't know what a telephone yeah, booth I was is. Say. I'm it's too like young. I'm too young to understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to the villains. Villains. Uh it's for the villainous parts um, in this episode. I like, I mean, uh, just stating the obvious um, with, with our guy, Dustin, um, I, I thought it was, <laughs> it was, he just encompasses like the, I don't know, just, um, yeah, no, it was just when, when he was, um, oh, when, Amy Adams is having her stomach growl. Sorry, when Jody Melville's having her stomach growl at the stairs and he is looking her up and down and she's like, you like what you see? And he's like, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. And he's like, really? Uh, props, props to uh, uh, to whoever was um, uh, was playing him. But uh, that, yeah, I was just like, man, that's like sleazy dirtbag. Like, yeah. The actor's name is Alex Ray and he played a gangster in Elysium. Elysium. Which movie was that one? With Matt Damon. He's like half robot or whatever. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I don't I don't He was also that. goth guy wannabe in Blade Trinity. Oh my gosh. Hey Justin, you're gonna have to throw a sh- shout out because uh Mr. Melville was in Miracle. Oh yeah! I just saw that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle for those who don't know. Uh, I extraed in it. Kind of a big deal. Just you starred in that movie. You were pretty much. If there was a starring credit as an extra, I think I would be probably tops. Yeah. Yeah, but what what would you be credited with? Like, what were you doing? What was your uh fan in the stands? Were you clapping? (laughs) I clapped and cheered, and Anthony fell asleep beside me. That oh. was the. That, maybe that's why we weren't on film, because some guy was just snoozing beside me. Wait, was it like when they said action? Was Anthony sleeping? Yeah, no, he straight up fell asleep like, <laughs> right beside me, sleeping on the job. We were getting wow. paid like fifteen bucks an hour, and which was amazing back in the day. But yeah, yeah Malcolm Stewart was in Miracle. That's awesome. He actually played like a like a, a significant role in Miracle. That means you played a significant credit. role in Miracle because you guys <laughs> yeah. 
And this guy is currently in Riverdale. I mean, that's another popular show, isn't it? He's also active, not like uh, Alejandro Ray or Alex Ray. Alejandro <laughs> Ray. That's what his IMDb says. Uh, well, he probably lives in Vancouver then, right? Because uh, no, uh, the Brandy Melville. Brandy Melville. Mister, sorry, Mister Melville. That guy, right? Is uh, that guy still active? Yeah, he he's is, active. But... Okay, because Riverdale is filmed in Vancouver as well. Oh right. Oh. oh okay. He is okay. Canadian. He lives here. He's from Montreal. Hey, mm. watch the streets, Tim, for Malcolm Stewart's uh, sightings. I will. Malcolm, I'm, I'm watching you. And then invite him to our podcast so we could do this one over. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do a re- <laughs> craving redux. <laughs> no, craving redux. A deep dive. <laughs> no. <laughs> Viewer it's a it's a best hits cravings rewatch. <laughs> what was your inspiration for such a good dad? Yeah. You know, like who did That'd you be, yeah. who did you Mark start? would interview him and just be like in tears. Yeah, like yeah. your performance was so touching. Yeah, it's good. Let's except do it. for the except for the the part where he was about to grab the doorknob, mm. and then she was like, "I'm not decent." And like, was he gonna just walk in on his daughter? Well, I think he knew she was lying yeah. or something until she said, "I'm okay." Like, I'm okay. I guess, but uh. Did you finish your villains, Tim? I know we just yeah, hijacked I am, that. Yeah, I am done. No, that was that was a good tangential. Uh, I want to just add Clark's fat-sucking vampire, because he mentioned it twice. Um, we've been watching a lot of uh, Vampire Diaries. Vamp Damps, as we say. I don't know why it's Vamp Damps. But <laughs> the seduction to suck is the way that vampires also um, have their prey uh, but of course, she's going for fat sucking instead of blood. Um, the other villainous thing that um, I think we'll probably end up talking about quite a bit down the road here is really Lex's uh, blackmail play on Dr. Stephen Hamilton, um, who you know we, we were introduced with, uh, known as the crazy guy down the road who sells plastic meteor rocks. And, you know, Lex comes to him originally and kind of... Oh, you know, you you were um, Metropolis University, and then whatever. Uh, but Lex found some dirt on him that uh, some indecent uh, actions, I think, with a student. So um, it was cool uh, that you know Lex is really leaning in to some of that uh, that stuff. That and we was it two episodes ago? Or was it last one where with the uh, the future site person? That was last kind of his future. Yeah, last episode. So, um, yeah, Lex's villainy. Get to see a little bit more of that. I do want to, and I don't know where, I'll just shout it out here to Joe Morton, who playing Dr. Stephen Hamilton. He's going to be there in a few times. Also, Silas Stone in the Justice League series, who's father of Cyborg, if you guys have seen Justice mm. League. So... Oh, like the most recent one? Yeah. I just, I always associate Joe Morton with his, uh, uh, his, uh, appearance in Termin- Terminator 2. 
Yes. Where he's where he's where he gets shot and he's holding the little bomb switch and he's like, <laughs> and then he drops it and then boom. But uh, that's Miles right. Tyson. So that's what I always associate that guy with, and he's always Joe Morton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I always, he always plays crazy guys, crazy, crazy dudes. Anyways, he he was also in. Um... Pay, paycheck, uh, you know, with Ben Affleck. I was also in Paycheck <laughs> uh, as an extra. Yeah, like, it's easy. It, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. <laughs> um, any other movies just before I take over here? <laughs> I think that's it, unless we talk about someone who also is in a movie that I extra in. That's nope. It. That's okay. all I got. That's all I got. Um, I, you know, Tim, you already touched touched on Dustin. I felt like all these people I've seen somewhere in Vancouver when I I lived there. Like Dustin seemed like he went to, he was like someone who I went to school with or whatever. Like they all all the characters kind of look like these are like extra people that came on, that yeah. like uh, someone maybe I saw. But I um yeah Dustin like. He was a villain. I felt like I, I put in my notes just about like society and body image. You know, poor, poor Amy Adams' character. You know, succumbing to this. Um, you know, at one point I thought like, did the meteorites, meteor rocks, like create like some form of uh, worm in her stomach, or was it just like, like crazy digestion, indigestion? Um, but I don't really didn't, have. Didn't um, the doctor say that the like his initial research is it brings out like the worst in people's character or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I oh think yeah. Like that. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, we could say that uh, Jody was a bit of a villain, right? But she was more of a reluctant villain because you know she could have swallowed Pete whole. If she really wanted. <laughs> I mean, like, she also, like, did the nasty to that moose or that deer or whatever. Like, that was yeah. gross. Like, I don't know. I was like, ugh, right? And that was just before I saw the church's box. And I was like, <laughs> damn! <laughs> Anyways. Hey, church's chicken, if you're listening to this, please sponsor us because I love this chicken. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to hide it. Like, when I fly into Vancouver, I hit up North Road, Church's Chicken, because it's 24 hours, and I might have shown up at 9 a.m. to eat some chicken. Is it open at 9 a.m.? Yeah, it's 24 hours, man. Like, is it the breakfast chicken, or you can order a full menu? There's no such Breakfast chicken. <laughs> oh, you mean eggs. Great. <laughs> It's straight up like fried chicken that you get at dinner time, but it was like nine a.m. Like I, my flight la- dropped or uh, landed at eight thirty, and my dad my dad picked me up and he drove me straight to that North Road Church's chicken. And you it's know amazing. what? There was a guy in there. There was a guy in there eating chicken, right? Like dying. That's not you. Another guy. Yeah, it was not me. It was That's probably good. Alejandro Ray. He was there. <laughs> And he was like, really, Mark? You're going to eat another piece of chicken? And I'm like, screw you, Dustin. Wait, do you do spicy 
or oh, regular or half yeah. spicy man mm. yeah you gotta get the spice let's go and then yeah. the apple pies oh. oh yeah deep fried apple pies bro so good anyways the that's corn it. what about the corn do you get corn nah <laughs> does it still rotate in the butter thing oh yeah it totally does yeah. And then it comes We're in gonna... a plastic bag with a little stick on it. Yeah. Good, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in the plastic. <laughs> yeah. Church's Chicken, man. You're listening. You please sponsor us. I'll throw We're, we're going to tag Church's Chicken. Yes. Yeah, yes. Episode. Yes. And... I love you. You guys need to come to Calgary. That's all I can say. Yes. Come to Calgary. And you know what? I'm now debating, Jess. I'm driving three hours to Edmonton to go get some Church's Chicken. Uh, let me know when you want to do it. Like Can you drive eight hours to come to Vancouver? Ten hours. Ten hours. That's quite possible if if there wasn't one in Alberta. All right. All right. I digress. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, we've been talking a little bit about the CGI and stuff. Um, you know, a couple music shout outs before that. Uh, Enrique Iglesias, boys. I think we all noticed Hero playing in the Great. background there. Um, Heck yeah. uh, I heard some Dido as well. I, I've watched the shows with closed captioning, actually, just because it tells you what music is playing. Oh. So that's been helpful. Um, yeah, the Mark mentioned it um, just before here, the deer that was like literally caught in the headlights. Um, <laughs> it was like straight up CGI deer. Uh, I don't know if it was a like a fake deer as she approached it and stuff um so yeah that was that was whatever um and then jody's kind of jaw dropping which i didn't actually really understand because she wasn't eating people she was sucking the fat yeah so why did why did the jaw need to elongate um to do that so yeah that was kind of weird for me uh there wasn't any cool uh sound effects this this time around but um, yeah, those are the things I caught. Uh, my, my, you know, I, I wasn't too bothered by any of the CGI. I have to agree, Jess, the jaw, the jaw dropping thing was weird. Um, but yeah, maybe like just to suck all the calories out, you know, all the fat, like really quickly, you gotta sort of like the, the, what the anacondas, like they have to open their jaw. Snakes out there is big. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know uh the 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 fat suit or whatever the prosthetics for jody like Mm -hmm. i was like come on like you can tell that's fake like and and it was like can i say it i don't know maybe it's a weird kind of looking fat (laughs) like yeah yeah no i know what you mean yeah yeah. it's like it's like it was like um like mike myers fat bastard suit mm, right yeah. like the synthetic fake looking fat yeah it was like weird right and so mm. um but i guess there's no like right way to be whatever fat i guess but it just was a weird prosthetic to me so and then uh definitely at the end you know uh i'm guilty that song enrique Iglesia, hero like I may have watched that music video like a few hundred times because it was Jennifer Love Hewitt back in the day. Oh, right. 
if you remember that. But Wasn't it Anna Kornikova? It was both of them? No. No. No, I think it was Jennifer Love Hewitt for that. You're mixing the music videos up. Fact check that. Fact check. Okay. Or Tim's just like, well, it's just an excuse to look up Anna Kornikova. (laughs) What is she doing? What was she up to? Is she not married to Sergei? Kornikova? (laughs) Fedorov. Fedorov? Yeah, Yeah. isn't it? Fedor Fedorov. (laughs) Dude, dude, it's her in Hero. Who? Then Kornikova? Yeah. Then what about Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Escape. Uh, yeah, that's a different one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Anyways, yeah, Sorry, that, that, that end song was pretty, like, yeah. Like, Clark did a really good job. And maybe we'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got for uh, music and CGI. Sweet. Um, yeah, I think the CGI is definitely tight, tightening it up. Um... I, I I wasn't really paying t- attention to the deer, but the the jaw thing. I think the the director was really thoughtful in trying to blend CGI and like the the practical shot, um, because it was I don't know it looked kind of believable. Contrary to the screen caps that I've seen of just like the the image, the freeze frame of Jody opening up her, her jaw, that looks pretty fake. But uh, actually, like it. Uh, in in the actual episode, it looks um, it looks believable. Um, so yeah, and um, yeah, I'll just throw my hat in there. Hero, Enrique Iglesias, hero. That was um, I, I think that was definitely uh, it. Brought me back. It brought me back. I'm surprised they didn't save it because I mean it's like such a yeah. on the nose song. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. more heroic, but you know, heroic. 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 What are we up next? Deeper thoughts. Uh, deeper thoughts, deeper thoughts, deeper thoughts. Uh, I don't really have much for deeper thoughts besides... Oh, actually, just the one that I noted. <laughs> was um, <laughs> It seems like they're building... Clark up with lots of lessons about like who he's going to be or what the future holds for his role in this world. Like Martha hints at it. So does Jonathan. But um, yeah, I mean like, sure. Clark promised, but you know, there's like a higher calling and sorry, pouty Lana, but you know, (laughs) People have to be saved, and sorry we couldn't make your Cinderella ball, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, like this is all in preparation for Clark to know, understand that he can't, he can't do this, he can't do normal, uh, especially with the powers that he has. It's sort of like when we went back to that episode about, you know, if you could see everything um, in X-ray. I think it was where Martha gives him that. Well, I'd close my eyes. Well, too bad, Clark. You've got to do it all now because you've got these immense powers and you're going to have to sacrifice maybe a relationship or your high school crush. So 
Too bad, so sad. It's a I sorry, I know I'm not next, but I want to jump on Mark's idea here. Um like that to me, you know, like the sacrifice I like when we know where Clark ends up becoming Superman. Like I feel like he does everything for Lois though, right? Like hmm. Lois is even a a ploy for like the bad guys, right? Because they they know that Clark Kent will go after her, but in this case, he doesn't choose Lana in that way. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't do everything for her like he would for Lois, right? Yeah, I guess maybe just kind of like destined because it's not the love of his life, right? And you know what? Maybe that's like in high school. Take note, high school kids who are in high school right now and listening to this podcast. The crush that you have right now is not the love of your life. And you need to just settle for whatever it is right now. May not be. May not be the love of your life. Yeah, well, uh, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that is breaking me right now. You know, we're going to start a new segment on this podcast called Real Talk with Mark. <laughs> and uh, as noted, I would say, yeah, maybe like, yeah, that's why. Because in the end, Lois, Erica Durant, who, uh, you know, like, I don't know what season. Or Amy Adams. Yeah. yeah, We don't, we forget to make that connection, right? Totally. Jody becomes Lois Lane. Lois Lane. After she eats Lois Lane. (laughs) And becomes her. Becomes her, That's actually the superpower. You can metamorphosize. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Tina Greer. T- oh, yeah. yeah. Tina Greer. Sorry. Uh, but that's a good point, Jess. Yeah, that, that, that is a good point. Do you want to finish off your deep thought, Jess? Um, you have the floor. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm moving to something else, but I don't want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just, just go. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, my deep thought for craving is that i don't know like i mean it's uh i I think we're at that point where we are um we as viewers are developing relationships with the characters and um it's um i I guess for me it's nice to see uh what mark pointed out just in, in terms of the continuity of things um that you're beginning to see connections with things that have happened in the past um and uh, we've we've talked about this before, where it's um, in some of these series, it's not, or, or in in the series of uh, this particular time, um, there haven't been kind of those overarching kind of story arcs, and uh, especially with this like this teenager drama um, genre, um, and so uh, it's it's something that I like when I watch a show. And um, I, I guess another deep thought is while watching this episode, Laura was peeking over my shoulder and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, well, it's like this, she has, she, there's this girl, she's exposed to meteor rocks and she now has, she has like a speed, sped up metabolism. And now she has to like, you know, suck fat from things. And she's like, oh, interesting. I'm just like, really? You're interested? And she's like, yeah, maybe this is something that I'd be interested in. I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. And so, um, so yeah, um, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see what Laura has in terms of takes because, um, 
Yeah. We, that we could need be a... on the Redux. That could be yeah, on the yeah. Redux. <laughs> the second watch of this episode. What is that? We need more X chromosomes in this podcast. So yeah. Throw it to you, Jess. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have two other thoughts. Um, one, uh, of course, I would do a deep dive into the book that Whitney gave Lana, which was Confederacy of Dunces. Um, and it's it's apparently quite a uh, confusing plot, but there is a character in the book named Lana Lee in it. And she happens to be the owner of a strip club and doesn't really have any moral compass, um, which is a stark contrast to Lana Lang, the one that, you know, the Lana Lang that we know and mm. stuff. And it just made me think about like, you know, obviously this was meaningful to uh, Lana in some way. I don't know if that character, you know, because it was like so different from her or if it's, you know, she was escaping a fantasy. And it just made me think of like Lana, like, not really living living her life that she you know she has these spurts right like we saw it when she tried to get a job but like as much as she wants to shift away from you know the the girl in the meteor photo in time magazine mark's favorite photo um she still is like holding herself back in so many ways like You should tweet that one. Mark's reenacting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, you know, the whole denial, too, that she cares about Clark more than she would like to admit uh, is, you know, and, and Lex was egging her on um, this episode, too, right? Around, uh, you know, like, oh, I, I like this guy better and stuff. And so, you know, is she really being her true self? Um, you know, she is celebrating her birthday, but letting Aunt Nell do it in a way that she didn't want, right? And I know, whatever, Clark sweeps in and does the thing. I assume it was Lex's projector. That's how he helped uh, Clark, because he said, Lex helped me. So, I don't know. that that uh, It was interesting to uh, see the contrast in those characters. Um the other thing for me, and Mark did bring it up earlier, was I was actually surprised that they didn't have like a PSA, like the Save by the Bell thing, um, around like eating disorders. Because I mean, this show is definitely geared to a young, you know, the young young and YA community, and I'm sure this is like you know very real um, for many people experiencing like you know she, uh, what's her name, Jody wanted what what most you know teens men or women want right to be happy with their body and i know her father did a great job of like really encouraging her but it didn't you know she was still driven by that um by it all and like uh i wanted i wanted to get serious and just throw it out there for listeners to call your local health link i know it's 811 in bc or alberta um you know if you have any questions or challenges around uh you know your like a healthy eating body image all that stuff because yeah it was super surprising that it didn't end in some maybe it did when it actually aired live they had something but Mm. yeah just wanted to kind of throw that in that's good that is good uh we're moving on to the becoming superman part of uh the podcast and um and yeah just to to lead off and i know that um 
that Mark and Justin are going to chime in probably around uh, this uh, this topic. But um, yeah, the uh, this episode, Clark, um, uh, the, this idea of sacrifice, and and um, you know, on 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 the one hand, Clark uh, has something that he wants. He wants to be uh, there for Lana. Um, and uh, the on uh, the, the other thing that needs to balance on the other hand is um, his duty to uh, well, like I mean, he doesn't really have to, uh, but because he has this power, he can uh, he can save um, he can save someone's life or he can help someone out. Um, and so he this idea of sacrifice and this like I mean, this goes through all. Um, uh, that's my my kid is crying. And so I'll, I'll edit that out and post. Just kidding. You will hear all of this, all of it. Thanks, Laura. You're 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 taking care of the home front. Um, but yeah, this idea of sacrifice in uh, all hero kind of um, uh, stories, uh, where the hero has to sacrifice something. They can't be who they, I guess, want to be. Um, or maybe they want to be that hero, and it's this this conflict that we're starting to see, um, and uh, one that's going to be revisited throughout the series. And um, and so yeah, I, I feel like Superman or Clark is is starting to get into the suit and seeing all the things that come with it, the the good and the bad. And so um, so yeah, my take, my hot take. It's kind of like heroes are. You know, like I, you guys have been watching um, the Last Dance, yeah. The, yeah. Or did you finish it? Stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, like obviously MJ did his talking on the court, but he didn't choose to be, you know, as adored as he was or as he is actually, and like the sacrifices that he has to make, like he can never he can never be normal you know, whatever mm-hmm. normal is like for the rest of his, I mean, and that's the same with Clark, like uh, every episode, he could never be a normal guy, right. To do, you know, be a, a normal student. There's always something that like, and he can't be pulled away from because in that moment, you know, when um, Chloe came up to him and it was like, Oh, like, look at this, uh, um, the car uh, receipt, right. It's like a deer or whatever. And then they immediately thought of, um, you know, Clark already went into hero mode and then, and then Chloe said something like, well, she wouldn't miss this party for the world. And so I thought Clark was going to go, Oh, right. So I could just go to the party and I'll see her there and we'll deal with it. But he didn't, right. He went straight to Pete or to her house to save Pete and whatever. And like in that moment, I would have been like, man, I cannot let the girl who I love down. And yet Mm -hmm. he, he couldn't, he couldn't be who he was. Right. Like the same way that Jordan couldn't be who he was on the court or in practice or whatever. Right. And so like this concept of the hero, it's a sacrifice for them, but, but they can't, it's like, they actually don't have a choice. Like it might, we might look at it and be like, Oh, he crazy sacrificed that, but he, there's nothing in him that's like holding him back from being that. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree with both of you. And when I was watching it again for the second time, I usually watch these episodes like twice just to kind of get like, watch it 
kind of just get immersed in and then the second time kind of like okay like what do i want to like glean out, out of these things but uh the second time i watched it the where you know clark is just kind of is consoling the unconscious jody by the the garden center and pete's just like sure kid <laughs> not like oh man like how did you how did you know i was here clark or blah 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 but uh, i just thought like yes heroes have to sacrifice especially you know what we've seen in like superhero uh movies they they they're usually the 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 person who's the last to get the benefits of whatever but i thought doesn't clark have super speed <laughs> couldn't he have like yeah quickly done everything and then gotten to the party <laughs> on time like i know we're really touching on this and it makes a lot of sense you guys and i feel very sentimental but i was like couldn't he have just like been fast like he could have you know, here pete be the hero here yeah you know, like i got her out of the flaming garden center Cause I think that gar, I think that garden or that like gra- greenhouse is in Burnaby. That oh, yeah. on on Forty uh, Ninth Ave. No, 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 not Forty Ninth. Anyways, sorry, I'm digressing. But I was like, yeah, couldn't he have just rushed over and then would have been there? But anyways, um, yeah. But Clark's on his way, man. Like, uh, from Hourglass on, I think he's on his way to becoming the hero that we need mm-hmm. <laughs> not not the hero we, we don't deserve yeah <laughs> yeah the hero we don't deserve <laughs> but we obviously know where I'd, I'd be like save the people then get the girl because that's yeah my i feel idea. like it, it wasn't even because if he saved pete near because obviously they were going to the party so yeah assuming the party hadn't started yet I'm sure that whole ordeal was not more than like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Did he have just... to give a police report though? Well, that would be really stupid of Clark because like then he'd have to divulge what he did. Like how did you know to be here? Yeah. Right. So he probably just booked it and be like, hey, Pete, take care of this. Maybe he really didn't want to go to that party. Oh. Oh. This is like they they should do like Smallville again from the perspective of other characters. I think that would totally. Be cool. Like the no, I just watched. Guy. Yeah. I watched um, uh, an interview with well, I think Michael Rosenbaum was on some form of podcast, but somebody asked him about Allison Mack and like what was she like? <laughs> and yeah, because of this whole sex cult thing, and Michael Rosenbaum was like, you know, she's she was a nice. From all the time that I've known her, she was a really sweet actress, right? Never would I have thought that mm-hmm. she would have been part. Anyways, so. <laughs> From. <laughs> Mark is just a, he's just a stan. He's just uh, Allison Mack stan. Yeah. He wants, to, he wants to defend her. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, is there is there anything else, guys, before we jump into ratings here? Um. Oh, I think Tim, you wrote this in your notes, and mm-hmm. I, my my internet connection is getting a little slow here, but uh, hopefully I'm still recording. We could hear you. But yeah, we could hear you. Yeah, we could hear the, you. Uh, Clark almost 
screwing it up for himself when Lana gets to the house and he's like, right. Nah, smash that post, Dad. Through right granite. Through- <laughs> <laughs> like, dummy. <laughs> that was the best. I love yeah. those moments. Yeah. He was so happy about it, too. I know. <laughs> like a child. Oh, uh, like a, it's like, you know, Dad, look at this crayon drawing I made. Yeah. Like, Dad, Dad, look at me smash this post into, like, hard granite. <laughs> Uh, I had a sledgehammer. That's what I meant. (laughs) I meant uh, in a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just Uh, I I saw notes and I I I just wanted to reference it. Yeah, Clark, you dummy. But (laughs) I guess he was in like his own home, right? So why would he think? Yeah, someone. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't he have super hearing, or does he have to like attune that? I think you have to kind of turn it on. Okay. Yeah, it's not like an auto. It's not on like autopilot. He took Martha's advice and shut. He put earplugs in his ears. I would just close (laughs) my ears, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan and Martha could have also been like, "Oh, Clark, Lana's here," you know, like (laughs) interrupt him before he said something. But you know. It's also a show, and I guess we needed that. <laughs> Lana, we'll have that produce for your spanking ass party at the mansion. <laughs> Look at, like, did they need corn? Order. No, some crudite. She's <laughs> fancy, man. We'll get those baby carrots to your uh, to your party there, Lana. Baby carrot. <laughs> it's not even in season. It was like <laughs> not no, even when Lana's birthday. Did they tell us? Yeah. No. Uh, all right, let's jump to the ratings. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, so I actually gave it an, an 8.8, which is Ooh, um, highest. the highest uh, that I've given yet this season. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it 7.5. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> He just loved Hourglass so much that he couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't. I, I gave it a high rating for all the supporting characters doing such a stand-up job. Um, if there was a little more, I'd probably rate it higher, but it's not. No, just 7.5. So what's your supporting character's rating, if you had to? 7.5. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And... And uh, sorry, Mark, did you want to finish off? Thought? No, no, that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, and to, to run it off, um, I enjoyed Hourglass. I enjoyed Craving too. Hourglass, just to remind you, I rated that an 8.3. This one's an 8.1. We're still in B territory. Um, I thought this, uh, this was a good episode. It was entertaining. Uh, we got tastes from everything. And so, 8.1, solid. 8.1. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah, a great trend in episodes these past two. It's like we, we're we enjoying it a lot more. We see a lot of kind of story connection. So definitely looking forward to next episode, uh, which is episode eight. It is called Jitters. Uh, and so tune in for that one um, next week. 
please uh, like us on. Well, we no, sorry, we don't have Facebook page. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Uh, you'll get kind of uh, our fun uh, Mimi-esque type uh, announcements every Saturday. You can hear a new recording. Um, please drop us uh, some comments if uh, you have any other hot takes for the episodes. Uh, anything else I missed, guys? Mom, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Tita. <laughs> thanks, Tita. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. I gotta go eat something. <laughs> Church's chicken! <laughs> Let's go. Thank you.